Good to see you, man. Been a long time. Good to see you. I know. How's it going? Going good. Going good. Um, yeah. On the, uh, I'm going to call it the eve by the time this comes out, on the eve of um, Planet Zero coming. So, mm-hmm. um, so things are good, man. You've been busy. I have been busy. Uh, busy and not busy. You know, like the two years was like really just had to write and make a record and do a little bit of Smith and Myers touring, but it got, it felt like I just got to be a dad for a while, which was pretty cool. You know, I just got to hang and be a dad and that was the best man. That's, that's the, I think Nicholas and I've talked a lot about that. That's been the highlight of this. Um, not that there's anything wrong with going to gigs and, and doing all the work and, and all that, but it's actually been nice to, to take a step back in this time and enjoy that part. If we're going to go through the pandemic, at least in find something to enjoy. Yeah. I, I felt so bad, you know, when I would do it, you know, doing all these zoom interviews in the pandemic and it was like, hey, I bet it's tough on you guys. And I was like, man, this is the greatest two years of my entire life. <laughs> like, you know, we tour so much and we work so hard, even, you know, in, into our late thirties and forties now, you know, like we, I, you know, getting to just be dad for two years, that was my only job. I mean, dude, come on. I'm never going to get that time back. So it was, <laughs> you know, it was, it, it was remarkable for me to just kind of do that. You know, I loved it. Yep. Well, that's, that's gotta be hard. The, the, the touring life and, and being a parent. I mean, as you say, when, when you're home, you're home, but when you're away, you can be away for a long time and you know, it, it's yeah. quite different. I, for my job, I'm a teacher. So, you know, it's, it's nine to five every day. And yeah, it, you know, it was, it, you know, I, I always, since I've had kids, I've always struggled with, with being gone. Um, and I've brought, I've brought out my own bus before and brought my wife and kids out, but my wife doesn't, you know, my wife wants no part of, that's the joke in a bit. My wife wants no part of this shit. Like, I mean, zero part yeah, she. If I was a janitor, she would be just as happy. I don't think we would have this. I don't think we would have this house. But, um, you know, it's for me. My wife really grounds me in the sense of like I get really bummed out on days off when I'm gone and I miss my kids and it's a, you know I have a rough time and she's like, you know, think about when you're home. She's like, you're home. Like yeah. I, when I'm which is true. Like when I'm home, I'm home 24 hours a day. I don't have to go to a job. I don't have to go, you know, like I'm, so if I'm home for four weeks, I'm home for that many days, 24 hours a day, Yeah. you know? And then, so it's great, man. I really enjoy it, but you know, I, you know, it's right now is right when it's kind of getting to the point where I'm like, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready. Like I'll go play some <laughs> shows now. You know, somebody asked me the other day, they're like, like, do you still like touring? And I was like, no, I don't. I was like, I like playing shows. I don't like touring. (laughs) (laughs) But what do they say? It's, it's, um, 23 and a half hours of waiting, you know? Yeah. 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 22, 22 boring hours a day is what I say. Um, (laughs) you know what though, man, honestly, as I've gotten older and you know, you, you know, this Derek, you've, you've come out with us on like show days and days off. Like as I've gotten older, I've learned how to, to me anyway, I could be wrong, but I, I've, I've learned how to do touring the right way now as I get older. Like I'm not, dude, I'm not sitting in a hotel room. Like I'm even on show days, like I'm the only one in the band. Like I'm going out even Europe, U S doesn't matter. Like I'm going out walking around. I, I got, I just got a new camera. I'm doing my thing on days off. There was a while there where I'd rent a car 
and just drive, just go somewhere else, you know, and just do something, you know, like I can't, you know, Brent, Brent Smith, God bless him is, is the king of, you know, bus, hotel, dressing room, bus, hotel, dressing room, bus, hotel, dressing room. I cannot do that, man. I, I, it, when I was younger, I did it. And then, you know, I realized they were like, oh man, you've seen the world. And I'm like, no, I haven't. I've seen <laughs> hockey. I've seen hockey locker rooms. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've seen. And then I got, you know, once I hit 30, man, you know, which is close to 10 years ago now, I was just like, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go see the world. I'm going to be on tour. I'm going to go out. Like I'm in these places. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go, go check stuff out. Another day in outer space. Do you feel out of place? Well, that's good. Yeah, you should. But anyway, things have changed. And it's clear to see you're up to no good. But honestly, the gravity is killing me. And integrity is being overlooked. I'm in a bind. Can we rewind? Realities are battling. And yes, this is happening. So wait one minute. Can't say I didn't try. Been knock, knock, knocking on the door. I think that's a sign of maturity. You you hear that from from a few people. Like um, I remember talking to the guys in Corn, where they basically had done the same thing. Twenty years on the road and seen nothing, yeah. and they kind of, yeah, they kind of, you know, not talking for them, but they put the beers down and and all that extracurricular activity and started <laughs> really enjoying the road and enjoying the world. You have to, man. You know, I think 
like I said, as you get older, you know, and, and it, that's, what's nice. That's what I do like about having my kids out or if my wife comes out, like, you know, if we're in Chattanooga, I don't know what I'm going to go do in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah. You know, I live in Tennessee, but then, you know, my wife and kids come out and Oh, we're going to the aquarium. We're going to this cave now, you know, like, all right, cool. Like it's not stuff that I'm going to go do. So, you know, it's always fun when you have, you know, and you know, every, you know, there's different clicks right out on tour, like me. And a lot of the times it's me, our security guy, uh, our merch guy and, and possibly our photographer, like we're the movie click, right? Like, well, I'm going to go like every day off. We're usually going to see a movie and then, you know, then we'll walk around and go, go different places. And I'm such a big local proponent. Like when I'm on tour, like I don't, I don't eat at chain restaurants. You know, I, 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 I want to go to the local spot, man. I'm not trying to eat at Applebee. You know what I mean? Like I want to go to like somewhere good, you know, like I don't want to, uh, you know, all these places you can get everywhere. So that's, you know, but I've always done that. Like uh, for me, food wise, like I've always been like a local guy. Like I want to go where the people go and what's the best stuff. Like I'm not trying to hang out at a Chili's on a day off. <laughs> no, no. And, and you, um, your name job, oh, you, you shouted out to your, um, your security guy. So a big shout out to John, you know, he's, he's a character, best. man. <laughs> that's a word. Yeah, dude. <laughs> He's a care. My, so, you know, I have a podcast and, and John's on it and our buddy Paul's on it with me. And the other day, I, don't, I think it was the first time I'd ever mentioned in, in almost a year and a half on the podcast that John was secret service for, you know, in the, in the U S that's, that's the elite, elite, elite of protection. You, you basically, you protect the president. It's your job. And that's what he did. He was at the White House for eight years. And I, I, it was the only time I'd ever mentioned it on the podcast. And my mom, taking my mom to dinner in the car. And she goes, she goes, why are you guys making jokes about John being in the Secret Service? I go, what do you mean? She goes, he was not in the Secret Service. I go, yeah, he was. She's like, not the guy that I hear talk. <laughs> There's no way that this guy was allowed to protect the president. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's him, the same guy. <laughs> yeah because i mean he's a uh, you you said character i mean that, that's a word yeah I, I i think he's great i i think he's absolutely great the episode of the podcast that comes out tonight the video i is the f first time i've ever walked away because they're just being so ridiculous i was just like i can't you guys are so gross i'm just leaving <laughs> I just walk away um let's uh, uh, let's dig into uh dig into the record april 22nd yeah. yep. um it's um, April twenty second. It's it's all it all comes to life, man. Finally, finally, um, Planet Zero is out. It's coming out. Um, yeah, man, it feels good. It's you know, it's it feels it feels complete. It feels like a complete thought, you know. And I I felt that way about attention, attention too. You know, to where it 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 feels like a a a started thought and a completed thought. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I, I feel like I can look back at, at records nowadays. And, you know, if, if you're as critical as we are of ourselves, you know, I can poke holes in anything. Right. And I don't, I don't know if I can do that right now on this record. You know, I don't know if I can poke holes on this one. I, I, I feel like, you know, I was telling someone earlier, you know, it attention, attention was a concept record from early on. And then, you know, we were, we were done writing and we were pretty much done recording this record and, and we're in the studio and Brent goes, you know, well, the last record was a concept record and this one's not. And I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> I was like, I actually believe, and I kind of laid out my case to him. I was like, I actually believe this is more of a concept record than attention, attention. If you listen to the whole record, I mean, it is, 
there is a concept. I was diagnosed with a fear of getting too close. Had to tell the ones I love I was on the ropes. I'm not the only one whose life's been pulled apart. Spending one year and three months in the dark. So here we are, all dressed to kill. Where should we go? Into the wild again to face the great unknown and have the midnight conversations you and I postpone. You saved my life, not once but twice. You keep me free from falling. You saved my it all all right and I don't feel like talking you make sure I always see the daylight it's amazing what the hard times can reveal like who shows up who walks away so take me on, I'll take the wheel And we can both outrun the past We will always live forever If we don't look back You saved my life Not once but twice You keep me free from falling You saved my life it all alright when I don't feel like talking you make sure I always see the daylight something uh um right off the bat here uh for some reason i got uh, bob rock and kirk hammett uh, on my mind and uh bob rock giving kirk hammett homework to uh to do a solo and stuff like that does eric when you're in the studio do you get like 
homework to to work out solos and stuff like that and, and deadlines we need to do this solo the next day you have to you know know what to do or how does it work yeah i mean that's happened a lot because i i play a certain way right like i'm a bluesy guitar but that's just how what i do and eric is more of a vernon reed Van Halen type kind of guitar player. He can do like shreddy stuff that like I can't do. And the my favorite thing about Shine Down in the studio is, you know, when it comes to guitar playing, man, I have, I mean, and I, I can't stress this enough. I have zero ego about what <laughs> I do. Zero. Um, probably because I've always thought I was never, I was never as good as people made me out to be. <laughs> but, um, you know, in the studio, Shine Down's a two guitar player band. I mean, Eric played, Eric played just as much guitar on this record as I did, you know, and some of the, a couple of the solos are Eric, um, you know, and it's, it's, I, I enjoy that though. You know, like I, you know, it's, it's one of those things to where I, I really enjoy those things, you know, because he's such a good guitar player and he's going to do things that I would never do, or I would, I would never think to do. How about that? You know, I would never go, oh, I'm going to do this. You know, and then there's like a slide part in one of the songs where I was like, I'm, I want to do a slide part right here. And, and there's no problems, you know, it's like, yeah, do it. And you know, like, so, and there's a, you know, there's a, and there's, so, there's a one solo. I can't even remember what it is right now. Um, I think it's Armin, you know, the unappreciated where I do the first half and the back half and Eric does the middle section. It's Dude, really cool. A, and you, That's a quick solo, man. I've, I've, there's bits and pieces that are really quick in that. And I've just circled that now because, um, well, I do this one, I do this one really cool thing. And then Eric does like, he had tried a couple things and like, I'm sitting right next to him as he's doing it. And then it, the, what ended up making it on the record is this really cool kind of slash appetite for destruction thing that he does. This kind of like weird, like almost arpeggiated thing. That's r- super cool, man. It's actually one of my favorite things he's ever done on guitar. I was like, that's kind of cool, man. It doesn't sound like anything we've ever done before, which I like. Nice. What, what, cool. what about um, Dead Don't Die? Who did that solo? Oh, that's me. That's fucking great, man. And that's different. That's cool. So what what happened? Dead Don't Die was why I'm so proud of Dead Don't Die for two reasons. The solo is awesome, but for me, that's the first song I think anyone in our band has ever brought in as a whole song, and nothing got touched. I brought that song in. So Brent and Eric, like I, I brought that the way that song sounds. That's how I brought it in, like all the lyrics, all the words. Um, I wrote it with uh, my friend uh, Blair Daly and uh, Scott, not and not Scott Stevens, but uh, Zach Malloy, who was a, in the, a singer in the band called the Nixons. And uh, Brent, Brent added the little talking parts in the pre-chorus, and Eric changed the riff. Like there's a couple little changes in the riff, like during the verse, and Eric did that. But other, I brought that song in, and Brent didn't change one lyric to it. I'm at one of the most proud moments I've ever had as a songwriter, but the solo was cool because I was playing the solo and Eric had the red pedal, the whammy pedal and was just doing shit. Yeah. So like how we're going to recreate that live. Cause that's one take. That's, that's one. Oh, is it really? That solo that it's not comped. Like that is the solo that I played and Eric's just like going mm, and turning knobs and like doing stuff while I'm doing the solo. Cause, cause the bits <laughs> and pieces had this little kind of uh, Tom Morello kind of touch. Yeah, to almost out of tune. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It's really like, squeaky. Huh? It's really squeaky. I wrote down squeaky. 
Yeah, it's it's super cool, man. Like I said, and it it was. I mean, I think we did a couple passes of it, and then like the pass that you hear is probably the third or fourth pass. But that's that's a one take solo. That's great. How how I'm gonna recreate that live seems almost impossible. Because I mean, like <laughs> he's moving the knob on the octave and then taking the pedal, and I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna have to have my tech do it. much just to go off on a different angle how much are you controlling that yourself normally on stage or is your tech doing your pedals these days no i do all i do all the expression pedals so the whammy the wah i'm sorry drew does the wah on enemies because i'm moving around he does that and honestly because we don't want to put it in the fractal where it it just hits an octave. So I still like the sound of the red pedal. Um, but he does that. And then I do, I do everything else pretty much. The switches are all actually embedded in the click. So no one has to do the switches, but I do all the expression, the wah, the whammy, the volume, 
all that stuff. But um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm interested to see how I'm going to pull this solo off live because it's going to be, it's be interesting. Yeah. There's, nice. there's a couple, we talked to, we talked to Barry earlier and there's a couple of things that he also said, there's a couple of interesting parts. He doesn't really know how, how he's going to pull off live as well. Yeah. It was, it was crazy, man. How kind of, how organic we did the record, you know, like it, there wasn't a lot, like I said, like, Normally, if you hear a solo like that, you're like, okay, you're taking this and you're you're pitch shifting it in 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 Pro Tools. Like that's I, that's how I played the solo. And then a couple, of, you know, I I had a I I played the solo on a DJ Ashba signature Schecter, so okay. it had the kill switch on it. So I'm I'm playing and I'm hitting the kill switch on some of it too. And then Eric's just literally just fiddling with all the pedals. We use some very interesting pedals on this record. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh pulling it off live is going to be an interesting feat. Well, well keep, I keep with um keep so I'm I'm going to butt in. Sorry, Nicholas. Keep with yeah, that train yeah. of thought. Uh, gear wise, what what in, interesting pedals and also what what gear? What guitars did you bring into the studio? Um, I brought in my the my sixty five three thirty five. Hold on, I'll grab it. This thing is this thing has been on every Shinedown record. Um, since I've been in the band. So this is like the main, this is like the main thing I've played on everything. And I think I brought in like maybe like a 51 telly. Um, and then Eric has these two late seventies pancake body, less Paul customs or deluxes. And um, we use those on a ton of stuff. And then we had this, this telly, this seventies telly that he has that we used. And then, um, a couple other tellies, but it was mostly the 335, the two Les Pauls, and those two tellies. Nice. Well, I have a question, and I'm no guitar player. I just wrote down stuff. And as we mentioned, the, the, the squeaky guitars in The Dead Don't Die, then you have the, for me, the banjo-sounding thing in America Burning. And, that that uh, is a banjo. <laughs> it is. Cool. Yeah. You uh, and then I wrote down uh, a garage guitar in the Saints of Violence and Innuendo, and that's what I like that there are so many different guitar styles within the yeah. album. There's, I mean, there's a lot of different tone stuff, which I really like. And I think the one of the things I like the most is is if you are a guitar player, you know what each of those tones are. Like if you hear Violence and Innuendo, you're like, that's a Telecaster. That's one thousand percent a Telecaster, you know, and if you hear dead, don't die, you're like, that's a Les Paul or that's a 335. It's definitely. So that's kind of what I really like about it is that, you know, you know, Eric, Eric is, I, I say this all the time, the most underrated, probably because he, he wants to be the most underrated, but he's the most underrated rock producer out there. I mean, to, to be a bass player in a band and, and produce records and get those tones that sound like that. You know, I, I think, I think he should be listed in the top three rock producers out today, but that's all Eric, man. You know, and it's funny because if you listen to what's funny about planet zero is how many times we redid the guitars to go to basically go back to the demo. Like those oh. guitars are the demo guitars. Mostly there's a, there's a couple Marshall things in there, but I think most of that riff is a Kemper. Oh, really? Cool. We tried to recreate it with with diesels and marshals, and for some reason, this one thing that he found on the Kemper, I think it's dry metal is the name of it. It's like a, just a preset, and um, that's what I think. That's what the main like. I he 
the only other song I've seen him stress that much over with like tones and going back to basics was uh, uh, Human Radio on Attention Attention when he right, was just like it, he 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 had to beat that song into the ground and Planet was kind of the same way and then it was this epiphany of like well what sounds good about the demo all right well let's just go back to the demo I think a lot of I think some of those vocals are the demo vocals too cool. Damn. We don't, we don't, yeah, well, you, you, Darren, I know you know this for sure. We don't do our demos, don't sound like demo, you know what I mean? Like, no, they, we do like no. Eric's producing the demo for the most part, so they sound like a record.
Well, how did the uh, the banjo? How did that come about on America Burning? That was Eric. That was um. We had the intro, and it, I think at first maybe we did it on acoustic, and he was like, oh, "Let's do it." We just distorted a banjo. It sounds <laughs> super cool. Again, yeah, one of those things is like, how do you do that live? I think live will. I think live will just do it on an acoustic guitar. Like have he'll have an acoustic guitar on on a stand, and he'll play it, or I'll play it. You know, so like there's going to be a lot of that back and forth. There's going to be a lot of like, he's going to be playing a lot of acoustic guitar, like on a stand. Like we, like he always does like monsters. He does. If you only knew. Banyos always makes me think of deliverance for some reason. <laughs> I mean, <it's, laughs> I'm from the South. So that's what it makes me think of too. <laughs> um, being, being a little bit devil's advocate here. Um, having, having a band member as a producer, does it ever get a little bit too close? Um, in, in regards, yeah. can, can, do you think sometimes can, uh, cause sometimes it's nice to have that outside influence to go, you know what guys, just to, to bring in a different shade or anything and not that you need it, but I'm just being devil's advocate here and asking you, does it sometimes get a little bit, a little bit too incestuous? Yeah. Yeah. At times it does, but I will say this about Eric. He can separate the two things. Like he can separate being the bass player in the band and being the producer of the band. And guess what? There's also times that he can't, you know, and that's when, you know, I'll be like, Hey man, just take a step back for a second. Look at the, look at the whole picture and, and, and cool out. But you know, like he, you know, if you look up perfectionist in the dictionary, uh, it's Eric Bass, you know, there's a photo of him usually probably in a studio. Um, and you know, that's just what he is. And I understand that, but you know, he's the, he's always of the ilk that great art takes pain. And right. and that's just what he is, you know, and he, he wants you to dig in the dirt and he get, you know, I, 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 I'll be honest. I don't know if this record was harder to make than attention, attention. I can't really remember. There are both time. There's, there's times where it was so easy because it's basically just us four in the studio. There's no out, you know, and Doug McKean who engineered madness and Amaryllis and, you know, green days, uh, American idiot and black parade by my chemical, you know, one of the greatest engineers in rock and roll. He was there for most of it too. He did a lot of the drum stuff. And then when we started getting to the guitar stuff, he kind of, I think he went back home for a lot of that, but you know, he's Eric can do those things to where like, if he just wants to be the producer, he's handing me the bass, you know, and like, here yeah. you play. You know, and the same thing with the guitar. Like I said, he played, I mean, I would say at least 50% of the guitars on this record he played. All right. right. You know, but I enjoy, you know, again, like I enjoy that because he's going to do it different than me. Like in, in the studio, Shinedown's a two guitar player band. And sometimes it's like, all right, I'm going to do the left, you do the right. You know, like, and that's kind of like, well, and we'll do different rhythm parts. So it's, you know, but I think he can separate it at times, but I, I will say I, I, he drove himself to a, to a heavy place on this record mentally. We're sick and we're tired. Our nerves are on fire. We're constantly wired. Yeah, it shows. Perhaps we got spun out. All our chances have run out. Could we drown in this drought? For sure. But underneath it all, your skin might start to crawl. And they know you can't look away. So focus on the screen and kill your self-esteem. Yeah, it's a small 
price to pay. Goodbye, so long, see you later, good night. Did you get what you wanted? Is this what you wanted? So long, we hope you enjoyed the ride. Did you get what you wanted? Is this what you wanted? We don't need supervision. We don't want your religion. Too many cooks in the kitchen, and now we know. You don't know what you're doing. You don't care who you ruin. Just keep the fantasy moving. It's a hell of a show. The revolution's live. Just like it and subscribe. You know we can't look away. You wanna live the dream? Just kill your self-esteem. Oh, what a small. How do you think, um, like taking it out on the road, and just in general, because you often are a two-guitar band in the studio, how are you being just the the lone guitar player, predominantly the lone guitar player out there? We just pick, you know, we pick what we what what matters most. I think, you know, because we run we run tracks, but not really guitar tracks. It's all it's all symphony stuff, symphony yep, yep. like orchestra stuff, shakers. Um, a couple little weird key things and like synths, but you know, we don't put really guitar stuff in there. So it's like, you got to just pick the part that is going to make the most sense. You know, you can listen to the record and go, all right, it's this part, you know, like yeah. the, the, the crazy part is going to be like, this may be the first thing where we have to put some guitar stuff on it. Because like, if you listen to the solo of America burning, it's a harmony solo. Yeah, absolutely it is. So yeah, I'm going to have yeah. to like pick one and then maybe we put the other one in there or something, or maybe we just don't do it. Maybe we just do a combination of both of them and we keep it real, you know? Yeah. Do you look at the future as, as, as um, going with Eric for, for future releases as the producer or how do you look at it? <laughs> uh, if you ask Eric, what, what's today? <laughs> If you ask Eric Bass on March 2nd, 2022, he's never producing another Shinedown record. <laughs> if you ask him. Um, my opinion is, I don't see how we could go to, to some, another person now. I don't see how we could go to an outside person. You know, I don't want, I, I, I think that we've, we've kept true to the fact that we can still police ourselves, you know, and go, Hey, 
is this good because it's just us in here and there's nobody going, Hey guys, this actually sucks. You're just getting excited for no reason. Um, we've been really good about that. You know, we've been really good about being able to go, do we like this because we wrote it, you know? And, and I think that's always been the case, you know, and that, that is what Eric's good at. Um, and I, 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 I'll pat myself on the back a little bit too. I think that's kind of what I'm good at too. I think I can go, Hey guys, we're just excited about this because we just wrote it, but this is actually not good. You know, and I, I think that's the biggest thing. I think that what you need an outside producer for are those things. I think you get in there and you're, you, you know, if you, if you got an ego about you, you think your shit doesn't stink and you know, you, everything you do is great. And I don't think we do that. I think we go, mm, this is not, I think we're excited about this because we just did it and it's exciting. But if you, if you, you know, when you're standing too close to the elephant, you don't see the whole thing, you know, and then you step back yep. and you're like, eh, this is not as good as we thought it was. And we've done that to ourselves, which I, I you know, pat ourselves on the back for that. One thing that's killer in this, and um, and big props to you. Um, it's got all. It's covered in riffs, man. The guitar is all over this. The riff in Planet Zero, the riff in um, Dead Don't Die, 
um, Clueless, uh, The Saints. It, 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 you just yeah. got these killer fucking riffs through the whole record, man. Thank it's you, great. man. It's yeah. And you know what's crazy? You mentioned four songs, and again, it's 50-50. I wrote Clueless. <laughs> dead don't die and eric did planet and and saints you know so it's like it's really cool in that sense man that you know i'll be honest man the only riff that i wish i wrote on the record is planet because that is just like i mean and he you know we we're we're kids from the south that you know we're all told we couldn't be rock stars and we couldn't do this you know so it's like i always say we all got a little bit of a chip on our shoulder but (laughs) When he wrote that riff, he was like, I go, where did that come from? He goes, I wanted to write a riff that all of our friends in every band go, fuck, I wish I wrote that. <laughs> and I was like, well, you did a good job. I was like, cause I wish I wrote it and I'm in your band. So, I mean, it's just, it, dude, it's just such a cool riff. And it's so, I don't know, in, in the, in the box of riffs, I guess, and, and how you would normally um, put together a riff it's so ass backwards. I mean, it's one of these things, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a really weird, it's kind of like, uh, I equate it to like life in the fast lane. Like it's a really difficult riff to play because it's so unnatural to where your hands would normally go. But that's Eric. That's just how Eric writes, you know? And he, I remember when he was doing like stuff on dead, don't die. He was like, I can't get, I can't get this riff. Right. It's just, you know, who writes it and how they do it, you know? Cause it's like, yep. but no, I'm, I'm very jealous that Eric wrote the planet zero riff. Cause that thing, it's so sick.
Um, dude, we got to bounce. Um, our time is up. It's a pleasure, man. Dude, it's man, it's always you. good to see you, and we'll see you soon. See you soon, man. Hell Definitely, yeah. and congratulations. You fucking thank you, man. I, I appreciate you taking the time, and I'm glad you guys love the record. And I know, I know for a fact you would tell me if you didn't. So, absolutely, man. <laughs> well, thanks, man. <laughs> Alrighty, man. Talk to you soon. I right, see you guys later. Later. Bye.